Good morning, friends. Welcome to worship as beloved people of God on this fourth Sunday after Epiphany. Today we hear that Jesus enters into the life of a man with an unclean spirit. An evil force had taken a hold of him, and Jesus does battle with that destructive force. Is there anywhere Jesus will not go to enter our lives and free us? I'm Pastor Mark Hall from United Lutheran Church in Prairie Farm. Welcome to worship today. Welcome to those who are here for our drive-in radio broadcast, as well as all who worship with us by Facebook Live, by phone-in, or by streaming. Today is our United Lutheran Church annual meeting, and that will begin at 10.30. This is a drive-in meeting this year. Please note that the agenda, copies of the annual report, the budget, the ballots, all of those pieces of information will be passed out by church council members right at the end of our worship service this morning. Our congregation president, Taylor Beaver, will chair the meeting through the same radio station which we use for our drive-in worship service broadcast, FM 103.3. On this fourth Sunday after Epiphany, what is revealed is an authority showing forth in Jesus that amazed people and amazes us still. It is the authority to heal and to make whole. In the words of the hymn, we come to you for healing, Lord, as once you walk through ancient streets and reach toward those in pain. Come risen Christ among us still with power to heal again. Let us prepare our hearts now for worship, centering our hearts in God. And I invite you to join in confessing your sin and hearing the promise of God's forgiveness following the invocation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a call and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our psalm of praise today from Psalm 111. Hallelujah! I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart, in the assembly of the upright, in the congregation. Great are your works, O Lord, pondered by all who delight in them. Majesty and splendor mark your deeds, and your righteousness endures forever. You cause your wonders to be remembered. 
You are gracious and full of compassion. The works of your hands are faithfulness and justice. All of your precepts are sure. They stand fast forever and ever because they are done in truth and equity. You sent redemption to your people and commanded your covenant forever. Holy and awesome is your name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who practice this have a good understanding. God's praise endures forever. Let us pray. Compassionate God, you gather the whole universe into your radiant presence and continually reveal your Son as our Savior. Bring wholeness to all that is broken and speak truth to us in our confusion that all creation will see and know that your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today comes from Deuteronomy. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You shall heed such a prophet. This is what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, If I hear the voice of the Lord my God any more, or ever again see this great fire, I will die. Then the Lord replied to me, They are right in what they have said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet who shall speak to them everything that I command. Anyone who does not heed the words that the prophet shall speak in my name, I myself will hold accountable. But any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods or who presumes to speak in my name a word that I have not commanded the prophet to speak, that prophet shall die. Here ends the reading. In our gospel reading today from Mark, the first chapter. Jesus and his disciples went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then, there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed. And they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. As we have just heard in this Gospel reading from Mark, Jesus' presence and words threatened the dark forces which had taken a hold of people and which were destroying lives. The unclean spirit cried, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? 
in Jesus, the kingdom of God unfolds to bring deliverance from the power of evil. Every force that would bring despair, disease, or death. Be silent and come out of him. What are the evil powers that destructively take hold of people, that take people captive today? What evil possesses those who you love? National Public Radio aired a story on Tuesday morning about Matthew, who struggled for years with an addiction to opioids. Without, with a job loss caused by COVID-19 pandemic and the resulting isolation, Matthew became depressed and his drug use, a way to cope with everything, led to an overdose and his death. Opioid drugs, especially the nationwide spread of fentanyl, a powerful synthetic opioid, have led to increasing drug addiction and a spike in overdose deaths in recent years. Opioid drug addiction is an epidemic second only to COVID-19. That was the conclusion of the report. I looked up the latest statistics for our Wisconsin Department of Health, and they report that opioid deaths average 63 per month in our state, 756 per year in the state of Wisconsin. Now, it must be said that there can be a pain management purpose for opioid medication. They can function well in managing acute pain, but for treating chronic pain, not so much. This is because long-term use fosters a craving that converts easily into addiction and overdose. Opioids influence those parts of the brain that allow us to perceive pleasure and well-being. They can create a euphoria, an intense happiness where that is otherwise missing, which leads to addiction. Addictive powers come in other forms too, which you no doubt are familiar with, like alcoholism or gambling, anything that becomes excessive in our lives, anything that might be used as a way to cope with pain, anxiety, what is out of control in our lives. These excessive behaviors can take a hold of our lives and take us captive. Drinking, restrictive eating, sexting, binging, gaming, you can name all kinds of addictive behaviors excessive behaviors that take hold of people. Because these behaviors have the power to change the way we perceive our lives and how on top of things we are, including how in control we are, we are all vulnerable to unclean spirits that lure and trick us into addictive behavior. And what signals pleasure or coping in our brains may in fact be a seductive evil power that locks us into a captive cycle of addiction. And addiction is evil because it masquerades as pleasure and escape from pain, when in fact it is functioning to drag an unsuspecting person 
down a dark hole of shame and guilt to a life filled with loneliness and hopelessness. Patrick, who was highlighted in a recent news report, suffered from opioid addiction. He said about himself, without drugs, I feel lost. He guesses that he has overdosed at least 30 times in 20 years he has been using drugs. Over the years, his parents have at times become so terrified and so wrung out due to his addiction that they have had their son, Patrick, involuntarily admitted. What he has said, he told his father, his experience detoxing, you have no idea how bad that was, Dad. Patrick's father pleaded with him, then why are you still using? It makes no sense to me. And Patrick snapped the response, I know it doesn't, Dad, because you are not addicted. Patrick's mother described her son's overdoses as a merry-go-round that he cannot get off. The first couple times I started thinking, at least he's not dead. I still think that, but he's hurting. He's sick. He needs to find a way to live without the pain, with the pain, with the pain of being alive. As a mother of an addicted child, she is paralyzed by a common parental fear and underlying guilt that she has somehow caused her son's problems. Jesus' first act at the beginning of his public ministry was to come to the side of a man who was plagued, possessed by an evil spirit. The unclean spirit had affected this person's mind. Voices of fear, anxiety, self-doubt, probably self-hatred too, distorted his ability to reason or think rationally. Jesus acted on behalf of the man who was tormented by this evil spirit. And from this Bible account, we can say with confidence that Jesus, his whole will is to fight for people like Matthew and Patrick and their parents and family all who are victimized by the power of evil. In Jesus, God's mission was to enter all those evil, distorted prisons of captivity in order to deliver God's people and free them from their bondage. I hope we'll all hear this word and know that Jesus fights for us today and for our loved ones. Even the darkest, most lonely, and helpless places in life, in the life of those we love. In the words of Colossians, in Jesus, God disarmed the principalities and powers and made a public example of them, triumph, triumphing over them. Notice the way in which Jesus exercised that evil spirit from the man at the synagogue in Capernaum. Jesus rebuked and attacked the evil spirit. Be silent and come out of him. That evil spirit, that unclean spirit, convulsed and came out of him. The man whose life had been consumed by the evil spirit spoke not a word. Jesus disarmed the evil principalities and powers. The man was released from the evil and restored. In doing this, Jesus demonstrated 
the value that he had for this man, the love for this one created in the image of God, his love for this one who was caught. Jesus' mission is all about liberating people from the powers that afflict and possess them and to free them to enjoy a flourishing life. Though these evil powers are often beyond our human ability to counter or change, this account of Jesus winning the battle against evil means that for any of us who are experiencing this relentless dark power of evil, there is one thing we can say for sure. Evil forces do not have ultimate power in our lives nor do these evil forces hold the final power in the lives of those we love, even if they should suffer death in the grip of a dark evil power. Jesus has final authority. The unclean spirit recognized this authority of Jesus. The people who received Jesus' ministry recognized his authority to speak to their deepest needs, even to their most perplexing possessions by the evil one. And what was the nature of Jesus' authority? Jesus had the authority of love. Jesus will stop at nothing, even the giving of his own life in love for us and for the world. A love for us and every person who is harassed by evil. A love that outlasts every addiction and outlasts even death itself. Thanks be to God. And now I invite you to affirm your faith in the words of the creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus. There's a hymn by Thomas Troger based on the gospel reading for a day. I would like to use this as a prayer. It's meant a lot to me. And I'd like to read it as our first prayer today. Silence, frenzied, unclean spirit, cried God's healing Holy One. Lord, the demons still are thriving in the gray cells of the mind. Tyrant voices, shrill and driving. Twisted thoughts that grip and bind. Doubts that stir the heart to panic. Fears distorting reason's sight. Guilt that makes our loving frantic, dreams that cloud the soul with fright. Silence, Lord, the unclean spirit, in our mind and in our heart, 
Speak your word that we may hear it. All our demons shall depart. Clear our thought and calm our feeling. Still the fractured warring soul. By the power of your healing, make us faithful, true, and whole. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, we praise you for sustaining the church through difficult times. The past year has been a trying and painful year. It has also been a year of grace, and we praise you for your grace. As we look to the future, help us to discern your will and your call for our lives and for our congregation here at United Lutheran Church that we might give faithful witness to Jesus Christ, who rules over all with love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O God, we give you thanks for all who serve your church, especially those who serve here at United Lutheran. We thank you for our church council and for all who, in a variety of ministries here in our congregation, Give witness to you. Strengthen all who have positions of responsibility for the work of ministry. We pray for our call committee, too, that your Holy Spirit will guide them as they discern who you are calling to be the next pastor here at United Lutheran Church. Give them a joyful and listening spirit as they continue their important work and ministry on behalf of our congregation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Come to our aid, O God, as COVID-19 continues to spread. Heal those who are sick. Protect families and friends from being infected. Support healthcare workers. Give continuing success to the development of vaccines and their distribution. We pray for all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit this day and ask for healing for those from our community Colleen, Dale, Lucille, Terry, Brett, Ruth, Leroy, Larry, Sandy, Perry, Sally, Bud, Gary, Adele, John, and those we name before you. Grant them your healing grace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we remember this day all those who have died and gone before us, especially those most dear to us. O risen Christ, you went ahead of us into the grave and you defeated the powers of sin and death and the evil one. Inspire us to live our lives in resurrection hope. And of that day, we'll be reunited with those who have gone before us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands now, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy. Through Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 
We give thanks for all of God's gifts in our lives. We thank you for your support of United Lutheran Church and the ministry we do together in Jesus' name. Thank you for all the gifts that you share with our congregation and for all of your stewardship. God bless you. Let us pray. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with abundant gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us in our offerings given in thanksgiving to you to serve you in this world as a sign of your merciful love and grace through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.